Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. In this episode, I was joined by the 2023 Gumby Backyard Ultra Last One Standing, Pam Muston. Here you go. Okay, Pam, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. There's no worries at all. Um, well done on your congratulations on your win at Gumby a week or so ago. Yeah, that was very exciting. I still still can't believe um, it actually happened. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so how and when did your running journey begin? Running, running, as in first started running. Yeah. Oh, a long time, a long time ago. I, I've always run for fun. Like I got a lot of pleasure out of running, and I started. Um, I probably started running more regularly once I went to university. Back in the um, mid seventies, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I grew up on a sugarcane farm and had to work all the time. So when I went to uni, there was nothing to do. But so just had a bit of energy and yeah. Um, started to run right because I see that you've uh, you started running ultras in around 2009 with that yeah that's right yep yeah. I was doing uh, running lots of marathons uh, yeah. marathons sort of all the time and I was getting um, just wanted something else to challenge me and yeah. Costa Cozzi attracted my attention and I want I like the concept of running from the beach to the mountain and and I thought it'd be a great thing to do before my 50th birthday. So yeah. It looks like, looks like an yeah. awesome race. I see you've run it a few times now too. Yeah, I've had nine starts, had one DNF unfortunately and eight finishes so far. Yeah. Mm, and hopefully get ten. Yeah, and you won it the first year you ran yeah, it. Yeah, the first, the first year I I broke the um, women's record at the time by nine hours or something, but I'd never, I'd, I'd run a 50K and I'd run 100K run, and yeah. that's all I, all I had run, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you obviously enjoyed running ultras. I see you've run over 70 of them in the past 14 years. Oh, really? I don't count <laughs> them. <Okay. laughs> and, um but Gumby was your first backyard ultra. Yes. Yeah, so when they started, um, a local running group, when they started Gumby three years ago, they were really keen for me to come out to run it and it just didn't quite work out. I had um, a couple of other, it was clashed with other things and and I had, I'd always thought that I'd like to try a backyarder, but I hadn't, um, yeah, I never got around to it. So... A girlfriend gave me her entry a few weeks ago. She couldn't run it. And I thought, oh, give it a shot, see how I like them. <laughs> because, yeah, I was going to ask if you'd been wanting to give a backyard ultra a shot. For yeah. The, I, I sort of have been keen to go up to Queensland to try um, yeah. one, but I, it just the timing just hasn't really fitted in. Mm. And being such a different format, I was really curious because I've sort of always been a keep-moving person, how I'd go with the stop-start format. Yeah. Um, it, I actually liked it. I really liked it. So yeah. it opens up a whole new world to me now. <laughs> um, so you mentioned you got your entry from a friend. So does that mean it wasn't on your radar for...? No. I, I Originally I sort of, when I looked at, because the Canberra Marathon was the, the Sunday before, hmm. And 
I was thinking it was my 21st Canberra marathon. I was thinking, oh, it'd be nice to do a bit faster marathon. And Gumby was just a little bit close. And I thought, oh, I'll wait till there's a bit more of a gap. Um, but yeah, and when Kerry said, do you want to, she couldn't do it, do you want my entry? I thought, oh, why not? Yeah, give it a shot. Yeah. Did you still do the Canberra marathon? Yeah, because it was my 21st. So yeah. um, a friend and I, we were the first women to do our 20th Canberra marathon last year. And unfortunately, Ruth was sick and couldn't run this year. So um yeah i don't like missing canberra marathons i sort of see how many i can get before i can't run anymore yeah. <laughs> is that your local kind of marathon are you in yeah yeah yes yes and my local yeah so it was it's important because it yeah, supporting the local running community it's just really lovely to get out with everyone else mm. so i ran that in the rain on the sunday before gumby yeah yeah and as Gumby was your first backyard ultra, had you done much research into the format? Yeah, I looked at the format and I sort of had, and that's why I thought I thought that I would start with a flat, a traditional one, mm. because I figured um, with the hills and in the Gumby, there wasn't a lot of room for if you're feeling sick or you know if something's not quite going well. Whereas in the flat ones, I figured that you could walk if you had to quite a bit like so there's a bit, little bit more room for error like yeah. if you're not having a great time then and for a few laps that you could and same with a bit of sleep if you you know they went on for a long time that gave you opportunity to have a little bit of a a nap yeah. so that was but i i was looking at how and i sort of came up with i probably wanted to have a minimum amount of time when i did do them but, yeah, but this the, worked out. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not actually, I don't really know much about the course. So I, I think it's all on a dirt track. Yeah, it? it's all on It's all on track. It's really pretty out the Brindabellas. It starts, we camped out there the night before. They, it's at the Blue Range Hut. So you can't, can camp there. Yeah. From my house, it's about an hour's drive. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it starts off by just going straight up this hill called Facebook Hill because that's where you can get reception. Yeah. And it, it just undulates. So on my Garmin time, it was 180 metres each lap right. of elevation. I think they say 170. So yeah. it's just up and then it's down and up, down and up. And then you've got a lovely sort of mm, two-point-something K of fairly gentle downhill back to the, the, to the corral and then you do it all over again. <laughs> um, so because but it was the, kind of, oh, sorry, the, thing, the, the yeah. thing I liked about the backyard, it, it gives you, it's really easy to eat and drink and manage your food. Like the mm -hmm. format really um, suits uh, managing all your needs, I think. Mm. Yeah. The, um, and also because I guess it was, a, you were, it was a late entry, you hadn't really done any backyard ultra-specific training. Leading. no i hadn't no i was you know planning on doing a 100k race sometime in the first half of this year but no i hadn't um hadn't done any training for for this you know for the backyarder yeah but that's all no you got sort of enough in the legs obviously i live where i live it's really hilly so i'm always in the hills yeah yeah good um, yeah i love the hills so that that was in, that course was um, kind to me in that way.
Yeah. Had you had you done any runs between the marathon or was it just a, a rest between the marathon and the backyard ultra? Oh, no. Yeah, so did my regular sort of stuff during the week. Yeah, just, just cruisy um, during the week. I was just concentrating on working out what sort of pace I wanted to do for or what I should do to manage yes. the <laughs> – that was the hard thing. It took me about 16 hours to get the pace right, you know, really? to feel confident on, that I had it. Yeah. That what I was doing was actually working. Well, when you haven't done them before, and I, it would have been really good to actually go out there and train in the format um, I, for quite a few hours. A friend took me out to show me the course. Um, which was great. That so that helped. Yeah. Had you formed much of, um, well, based on what you knew about backyard ultras, had you formed an opinion about what was most important for you to get right um, in order to do well? Uh, yeah. What I, what I really felt I needed to focus on not going too fast, not going too slow. Yeah. And to try and be consistent and have enough time that if you needed to have a clothes change or you know some some sort of thing that was going to cost you a little bit more in time that mm. you were able to accommodate that yeah and then I just did my regular food that I for my ultras that I usually use and work was just working out the exact pattern of that because you you're only back every sort of 50. 52, 53 minutes it was for me. So what yeah. I needed, if I needed to carry and sort of carrying something every couple of laps and, yeah. Um, so I thought about that a lot. I'd written out my plan and, yeah, didn't know whether I was going to work or not. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so you, it sounds like you were running it around the 52, 53 minutes. Yeah. Did but, you strategically throw in a few fast laps or faster laps when you needed to? Oh, I got faster at the end, yes, so when I – because by the time we got to the 24-hour mark yeah. and um, and that was, you know, I was getting a little bit more confident that I had my pattern right, that, mm -hmm. I, you know, my food was working, my, my, you know, I was hydrating and I just sort of felt comfortable. Yeah. So then I um, – yeah, then I had a – a few faster laps in the, in that last bit, but and, especially the last one. Yeah. And, and those faster laps, they were more just because you were feeling comfortable rather than a strategic. Oh, I, I, think, I think I was just thinking, oh, I feel like just because you've been sort of managing with the walk run, I just felt like running a little bit more. That's why they went faster. Yeah. I knew I didn't want to do that at the start because I wasn't sure. Um, what and I sort of felt when it came to, to morning, I, I felt quite comfortable. I could do sort of could see myself going to the night. Um, so I was, wasn't as sort of conscious of keeping that pace as steady. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it sounds like you had your nutrition plan all, all good. So, what type of things were you eating between? Um, oh, I really. I, I sort of stick to my favourites and that's sort of my, I like sandwiches, avocado and cheese sandwich and I make up a big thing of mash and put, have lots of, we had um, a mashed pumpkin, mashed white potato, a mashed sweet potato and then um, 
then my crew add some water to it for a soup if at night when you want to be a bit, something a bit warmer or just eat it straight. Yeah. And then just sliced avocado, Anzac biscuits, crackers, chips. Yeah. A yeah. lot of variety. Yeah. But, but consistent. I was eating peach. We got, my husband has an orchard here and our peaches are just beautiful at the moment. So I had sliced peaches and yogurt. And the, um, what was the temperature like? Did it get cold at night time? It was, yeah, it was cool. But it really never got, it was patches of it because it's sort of sun, it, the weather, you couldn't, the weather was just perfect, absolutely beautiful day, mm. beautiful. The whole, that weekend was beautiful weather. But you run in the sun during the day and it'd be warm and then as soon as you got to the shade it would, would be cold. Mm. So it was sort of hot, cold, and at night was the same. It was quite, you know, cold at night, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that the, they posted on the Facebook page the forecast for the weekend and it, yeah, it looked absolutely perfect. Oh, absolutely perfect. You couldn't question the yeah. weather. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so, really. Yeah. So how many, how many runners were left at the 24-hour mark? Do you remember? Yeah, there was, there was the um, da Damien and Elliot and Ben and I yeah. and we got them through. Uh, they were. I think. I think a lot of people got PBs. Yeah. Um, over the weekend for themselves. Yeah. And then it was just Ben and I. Elliot got um, just. He got a PB. And then Ben and I were just the. Mm. the my sis now that I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so you had you were there with the crew. Yes, I had a girlfriend and her daughter and another friend. Oh. Um, that all camped out there for the weekend. And they were, once we started to get to um, 27 hours, I think it was, they started to make arrangements for getting more batteries for the night and <laughs> some more mash and some more avocados. <laughs> they were going up and down Facebook Hill making phone calls right. trying to get more supplies in because yeah. they felt that, you know, Ben, ben won it last year, that Ben and I would, um, go on for a lot longer than we ended up going. Yeah. It's funny um, how it changes really quickly. Yeah. Did you, um, so the crew, did, were they working in shifts? They were like taking yeah. to be, yeah. Yeah, during the night they were in shifts, yeah. Mm. So they could get a bit of sleep. Yeah, yeah. Did you sleep much between any loops? No. no was only, we were only up one night. Yeah. Yeah, we only did. Uh, 29 hours. I, I think that I would have um, started to manage sleep into the second night if we, for the, the, you know, in the backyarders when you're going sort of 48 hours, 50 hours, whatever, and more what people do, you'd definitely have to be managing your sleep somewhere in there. Yeah. Had you, um, what, what time did it start? Was it on the Saturday morning? Yeah, Saturday at nine in the morning. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And so you weren't even, did you feel tired or like did you even needed any sleep on that first night or? No, I, uh, I slept really well the night before yeah. and I didn't have any um, any sleep demons, which sometimes you get. Um, and I, I usually, ever since bad water, I've got, I tend to get, have a 
depending on sometimes it's not too many hours, others it's lots of hours where I'm sick and that's sort of like a, a hiccup is sick. Yeah. All right. So I had that for about four hours, but that passed. Yeah. And once that had passed, it was good. <laughs> yeah. And and what do you do you what do you put that down to? Just something just something about running a long distance or um no, I, I when I um before, when I was in bad water I had um I got stomach ulcers. I had that bacteria which they which I had been to the doctor about uh, sort of feeling sick and signs, but yeah. they didn't pick up that that I had that bacteria before bad water and I think bad water and the heat. Um, yeah, I was vomiting up black tar and bad water. It was the first time I'd ever vomited in an ultra. And, uh, yeah, and I just think the stomach, there was four ulcers in it when I got home. So I'm assuming that they just, it's just an irritation that comes um, that you just need to work through. But everyone has something in an ultra they've got to work through. Yeah. Did those ulcers, like, did they need surgery or anything like that or? Um, no, they just had medication to, yeah. with them, yeah. yeah. Um, so at Gumby, had you set yourself a target or any rules? Um, uh, any rules? What do you mean by rules? Oh, like, for example, some people say, like, one rule is I'm not going to quit at night time. I'm not going to stop in, I'm not going to quit in the chair. Um, things like that. I, I, I had, I just thought I'd just go as long as I could go because it was, um, yeah, I wanted to see what I could do. Yeah. It was something different. Yeah. Definitely wanted to see the sunrise. And, mm. and I think, yeah, I, I, when I spoke to a few people, like I had little targets, like happy when I got to the 100K and then, yeah. Next target, you get to 100 miles. And then my next target was the 200Ks. But yeah. I think having little targets sort of kept me motivated. But um, it became easier as it went on, I think. Wow, okay. Like, like 53 minutes goes pretty quickly after a while when you're doing the same thing. <laughs> and, you know, like I, I can imagine you sort of just get into a pattern and you don't sort of notice all of a sudden you're back. You know, oh, I'm back again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so did it even ever reach a stage where it had got hard for you? In any oh, way? in this one? Um, no, I, I sort of hadn't got, well, I had the vomiting, which was annoying, so that was irritating for a few hours during the night. Mm. Um, but once that had passed, I was in a really happy spot still for, yeah. Wow. Okay. I imagine going into the next night you get when the sleep demons start to come or, and you need to have a bit of a shut eye would become a problem. Yeah. yeah. Or something you'd have to manage. I'm I'm curious to test that out, but we'll see. Mm. But yeah. like as far as your legs would go and everything. Oh no, my legs were my legs have been fine. I haven't had I was really surprised. Like I think it must be the format. Yeah. Like it's not not like when you're pounding along. No, I was really, really surprised how good my legs were. I sort of thought they might be tighter than they were, but no. Yeah. The um, so have in the past when you've done ultras, long ultras, have you like is hallucination something that you've experienced in the past? I've, I've experienced it in my very first ultra. Uh, well, I thought I did, but 
Right. It wasn't. It was actually real. Like when I came into Gin Divine in the first, people told me about hallucinations and I was curious what they would be like. Yeah. And as we came into Gin Divine, it was end of year and there was all these young girls um, with no clothes on that had been swimming in the lake right. and they were running up to up towards me screaming and I'm going, why would I be hallucinating about teenage <laughs> girls with no clothes on? And I realised that it was real. They were, right. I sort of, uh, no, I haven't had them yet. I, I'm curious to see what they're like. Like people yeah. talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. I've had the sleep demons, you know, when you when you fall asleep upright in ultras. Right, yeah. Yeah, but I haven't I haven't had the hallucinations. Yeah. Have you uh, had hallucinations? Oh, the longest I've lasted in a backyard ultra is 26 hours. Um, and that was this that had started getting dark for the second night, so I did start seeing shapes in the trees and things like that. Um, and it was kind of there was only three people left at that stage and it was a bit lonely out there and it started to freak me out it's scary yeah it got a bit <laughs> scary. Um, so yeah that's one of the reasons why i finished at that stage um but yeah i'm looking forward to going further and not and yeah. actually being able to last through that side of things like the mental side is what i find the hardest thing about backyard ultras yeah okay but um yeah my legs definitely do get tired um at around the 20 hour mark that's for sure okay yeah yeah you just just think about something different and then they won't be tired anymore yeah (laughs) the um so did you what did you find hardest about gumby was there anything you found it yeah i found it really hard to 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 know whether i was doing the right thing you know that was my because i had it i'd had an idea and i talked to a couple of friends about what i they thought would work and i was just really not confident that i what i had planned was actually the best thing so it took a while to like I said, it really was about 16, 17, that I felt that I really, it was working, like, oh, this is okay, this is what the format is, and stop starting. I quite like this stop starting. That's not too, not as bad as I thought it would be because yeah. it was something new. Mm. It was just wonderful to try something new. And the atmosphere there and yeah. the comradeship, like the just the, I just loved it, like, because every time you start, you start with everyone again, and then there's all the people you chat to someone different and, I was usually the last one to come in each time because they were all faster than me, um, yeah. although they went faster. That, yeah, just the whole atmosphere of it. I think the yeah. concept is just I can see why people get hooked on them and like them. Yeah, yeah. that's one of the things I love about it most as well because, like, in a, in a traditional point-to-point race, you're running alone for most of or alone. Yeah, you are. You're alone the whole time just about. Yeah, you know, occasional person here, occasional, but you're really in your own space and you don't reconnect with people um, like you do in these. Mm. Mm. And just the organisers and, you know, they're uplifting and, you know, the three minutes and the two, you know, all of that. It's just it's just really a lot of fun. Mm. It's, you can see why, I can really see why people love it. And, yeah. Mm. 
the um, I must say, I really, I really did, I really did like it. Yeah, I, I was surprised how much I liked it. Yeah, I think even it's a, a good experience for people who are crewing as well because they're in the same spot the whole time and they can yeah mingle with yeah. other people who are crewing as well and stuff like that yeah. rather than driving around from checkpoint to checkpoint. Yeah, I think I think so, and it's sort of different to a, a race on a track where you're mm -hmm. seeing people all the time. Here, you've got the gap; they've got the gap, and then everyone's back, and then then it's all sort of like like the car servicing, you know, quick action stations, you know, yeah. this that, and yeah. we get everyone ready, and then then all of a sudden, three minutes and two minutes, and yeah, yeah. I think it's just great. Really yeah. is. Mm. Did you um did you change your shoes? over that time or the same shoes the whole time the same shoes i don't like changing my shoes so hmm. something has to go wrong before i'll change my shoes and socks yeah 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 did you loosen them between laps just to and then or anything like um that? i've sort of mastered what i think that that the tension should be on the laces sometimes i've had when the temperature changes a huge amount you know when you go from really cold to really hot yeah. then I often need to loosen, but the temperature was quite consistent. I think it's much easier when it's cold too than yeah. when it's hot. Like yeah. when it's hot, you tend to need to loosen them a bit more, but I didn't, in this race, I didn't need to. Yeah. But the good thing was you had a chair and you were there with it easily. Just yeah. loosen them in that seven minutes you had. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as mindset, what was your mindset like going into it? Like, um or in any ultra, like in any of your ultras, when it starts getting hard, like where where do you go mentally to get through the tough times? Uh, I tend to just um, acknowledge whatever's happening if it's something that's not working, and then um, then think about what's the next step. You know, this is going to pass; it's just a phase. So uh, just start thinking about uh, what's the, what things can I do to to change it so that. I'm not focusing on whatever it is that's not good and knowing just having the confidence that's going to come never lasts forever. It will come good. Yeah. It will change just as quickly as it changed to there. It will change to something good. Yeah. yeah. And just believing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Try not to stress. I think the worst thing is to when you get, if you get worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to plan. I find planning. I do a lot of thinking about it beforehand, so I think about different scenarios so that I've got a bit of an idea in my head what I'm going to do and if something happened, if this happens, I'm going to do that. And this just makes it easy because then you you just go, oh, I've already thought about that. Yeah, and you can just move on from it. Yeah. Mm. I was going to ask you if there were any times that you nearly pulled the pin at Gumby, but it sounds like. It never really got too hard. You wouldn't have. Well, when I was sick, I think that, yeah. I think I had four laps of of having little vomits, and I remember in my fourth lap because I had all my favourite spots marked with the. That's the other great thing. You know exactly where you are yeah. on the same minutes, and you know, like, yeah. uh, so that's you know you get your favourite tree, and Ben, I forget what he called his tree. He had a name for, it, but you have different things that you can name on the trail that you can and when I got I wasn't the, that fourth lap when I was 
I was slow going up because I was sick on the hill, on the first hill. I was a few minutes later and then I worked out when I got to the halfway that I really needed to, because I, I, all of a sudden I didn't feel sick anymore and I went, oh, my God, i really got to do something fast now. And I pulled out a really fast 3Ks to get back at my regular time. And I thought, no, that was good. And I just just reminded me that one of the important things in these backyarders is you've really got to focus on time. Like if something goes wrong, because it's only 6.7K, you generally do have time to get back if, if you come, yeah. Yes, I'm glad I did. Like I was, I was a little bit stressed at that point. I thought, oh, no, oh, no. This silly vomiting is going to mean that I'm not going to get back. Yeah, yeah. I did. And then um, it had stopped. Mm. Yeah. I, now, that's a good example of um, of what you talked about before. Like if things get bad, if you keep going, it, mm. it generally fixes itself with this vomiting thing, I guess, from experience. You yeah, that's right. You get better. Only, the worst vomiting time I had was one coast to Cozzy. I vomited for 120 Ks. Wow. Every 15 minutes, it was just ridiculous. But anyway, is that you think it's going to you think it's going to finish, and you just don't know how long it's going to go for? And you go, surely this must be really done. Uh, you know? did, is that the one that you DNF'd? No, the one I when I DNF'd, I think I was actually sick. I had um, I don't know what was going on. The doctors, I thought, yeah, they weren't sure. It was sort of more like a little. Um, a mini stroke sort of thing that they suspected. I just oh. passed. It just, I just was just blacking out, like passing out. And I had a few more of them after that. I, after I pulled out of that, I then had um, another one where I was in the house here and I passed out into the fridge. Mm. And then I had another one when I was on the ladder and oh, painting. Mm, yeah, but that was all. I only ever had three coaster cozy and those. Yeah. I don't know what it was, just something weird. Yeah. That ha happens sometimes, though, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, standing on a ladder is the last place. I know. But, you know, the good thing is when you pass out, you don't, you just fall. You know, you know like my hip was sore for ages, but you just fall. Yeah. You don't sort of protect yourself. Mm. Um, so I reckon pretty lucky. I just sort of fell down. The paint went everywhere. Yep. Yeah, it's very spectacular. And it kind of just went away. It never was diagnosed and fixed. Well, they, they did lots of tests and they couldn't work out what was going on and then it just rectified, like anything. Most things just fix themselves eventually. Yeah. Just keep moving on and yeah. it gets better. And um, did that put a... Um, a stop to you running at all or anything like that or you just kept running? Mm. Yeah. Take a lot more than that to stop my running, I think. Yeah. 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 I just I just love it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a happy place for me. So Yeah, great. Do you live um in a spot that's like surrounded by trails and stuff like that? Or what type of um whereabouts do you run at the moment? Um well I live just outside of Canberra and Acreage and within a kilometre of my our property, um, we've got Cowan Forest, which is um, 20,000 acres right. of pine forest. So, 
Um, that's you can do lots of really good runs in there mm. and lose yourself. And it's because it's high, you get beautiful views, and so that every time you go out, there's something. It always looks different. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Yeah, it's really nice, and because you there's not other people, many other people there. Um, you got it to yourself a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so what did you learn from Gumby that you'll take away for your next Backyard Ultra? Um, I've, I've learnt that, that working out on the course, whatever the course is you're doing, that I think it was really important for me to get lock those markers in on landmarks that you're going to remember, you know, for a long period. Um, so, and not sort of, not distance markers, but sort of landmarks that make a bit of sense, which I had to keep adjusting because of the walk-run format, sort of making making um, something that was a little bit meaningful. And then as I, I think that I just, you, you sort of need to get confidence that if something goes wrong, you know exactly where you are and how long, how long you'll need if you're going to walk that bit and how long you'll need if, you, if you're if you running it or if you need to run fast to get back to just as a plan so you don't get caught out if something, you know, if you caught something goes wrong on the lap. So I think managing the time on the lap and the where you knowing exactly where you are on that lap all the time I think is it was something I found to be really beneficial and I definitely um, that would be important to me um, on the next one I do. Yeah. Being really organised as to having my, my plan so I always got sort of a, a, a good choice of what you might feel like um, having that and having and really in, in trying to just be really relaxed, like enjoy the moment, like chat to as many people as you can, take, you know, take in all the atmosphere, take your energy from the atmosphere mm. and be in the moment, try and always be in the moment of where you are at that time yeah. and don't sort of think of an end date. Yeah. I reckon, yeah, I think, it, I think what I learned from talking to others that I think people going in with an end date, even to know what your PB is or how far you've run before, those sort of things, I, I don't want to have them in my head. I sort of just want to just it to be fresh and just yeah, stay in one the more lap. Yeah. yeah, stay in the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and sort of just have a little bit of confidence in what you're doing is that it's working. Mm. Because I didn't have any confidence in what I was doing. That's why I sort of like, oh, well, I don't know if this is going to last for. How long will this last for? This stop, start. And every time we stop, start, I was going, why do we have to stop? God, yeah. this <laughs> but that was really, I think I still probably struggle to get into that groove because it's not something I normally do. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned there were there was a hill on the course. Is that, did you just um, figure out when, when where you would walk? By where you would, whenever you would go up the hill. Yeah, I was. I, I looked when I went on the uh, got had a familiarisation with the course. It's, it's undulating. It's up and down, and I just felt that if I walked all the ups, 
and rain on the downs that would should get me about the right time but it was just that was a little bit quick so I had to sort of just create a few more slight inclines that I called up to walk a bit more and there was some sort of yeah I just sort of worked out I'd walk and then run this bit and then walk and then that was how I managed my pace yeah and the hills help like having a hill is easier like on a flat traditional one I think you just have to just work out, oh, I'll run this bit and then I'm just going to walk this next section, I'm going to run that. But I think I'd, I'd have the same pattern, but I'd just pick some landmarks for whatever they, I can on that course to do the same. Yeah. Is that what you do? Yeah, well, I've done two different courses. Um, one, of, one of them is has a lot of hills on it, so it makes it easy yeah. to figure out where you're going to walk. Yeah. Um, the other one I did was was quite flat and that one's in Shepparton so that took a little bit more um a little discipline. bit more, yeah discipline and also yeah just trying to mm. figure out where you could walk and it kind mm. of um I was actually surprised by how far I could walk and still do it in about 50 minutes yeah um, you can walk a, a like a long way with that and still make it in time quite yeah a uh, yeah I think um, I'm sort of, I like walking and walking, I, I do, I, I walk with purpose in training. I have set, I have sessions that are just walking yeah. um, for that reason because ultras you're always going to have to walk some stage. Um, yeah, but interesting that you, that's what was my feeling in a flat course. You'd have to really think it through and have and be really disciplined really disciplined because it'd be so easy just to run the whole thing you know you go oh no that was a mistake i've got all this time now yeah 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 because you hear some people like they um they do they run it so fast by the time they've got to start the next lap they've all started cool to down. cool down and mm. walking very stiffly even like that's one of the good things about why people i think run a bit slower at night time did you run a bit slower at night time too um, no, I just stayed the same. I, yeah. I stayed that 52 to 54 there was my window. Mm. Um, and I think that was, I had a failure with light on one lap. Oh, okay. oh those A-ups, you know, they're just so unforgiving. You know, one minute they're on, next minute they're off. Um, and luckily there was someone near me and oh. so I got back in um, with their light Um yeah, but that's I, I carried a spare torch with me, and the and that particular lap, they we didn't have the spare torch. I didn't have the spare torch because you didn't expect the light to fail you that quick. And I'm going, oh, and this is all light fails, <laughs> pitch black in the middle of the forest. You can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that you tend to run a bit slower at night because you're not used to the light. Mm. Do you do you train at night? Mm, I run home from work at night time, which is just through the town. So mm. I don't train with the light on much. I, I think I might start doing it now. At like daylight savings is gone. So it, mm. I mean, it just opens up a whole new world of time to be able to run if you're running with the headlight. Oh, I love, I love running at night. Like I do. Um, regularly do night runs like in the morning it's dark now but mm. um we 
we do sort of a 50, 60K run at night and run from here down to Bungadore for pizza for dinner and run run home. And Yeah. yeah. How often yeah. do you do, do that? Probably every once a month I do that. Do a, a night. We run into Queanbeyan and then stop at my daughter's. She makes us a toasty and then run home. Yeah. Do it. That's about 55, I think, to do that loop. Yeah. But it's good, just good practice. You just become more confident with the light. Yeah. And it's it's just so nice. You're out in the forest you know, and it's dark and the stars are out and there's yeah. only you and the pig hunters. <laughs> Sometimes. So, no, it's, a, it's actually quite fun. Yeah. About how many um, kilometres are you running a week at the moment approximately? Uh, I sort of do between 140 and 180 usually. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. An average week, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you do? Do you still do much speed work and stuff like that, or you? No, I do. I, I do tempos, and my speed work would be my park run tempo, I guess. No, oh. I don't. I find when I started to move into ultras, I found that speed, um, it just didn't work as well for me um, doing my ultras. Like it does, still works for lots of people, but yeah. Was that because it would like you would increase your chance of getting injured, or or it was just? Um, no, I just I I've always been a pace runner, so yeah. I think that um, speed helps when you wanted to. Like, if there was still if there, we had a road one hundred k last year, I was able to do, but. Since Ian passed away in Queensland, there isn't really a, a good road 100k. And so when it was when I was focused on those, I did like to do a bit more speed type work, just because you want to be able to go faster on those. But a lot of ultras, you don't really want speed; you want endurance. Yeah. And you, and you you want sort of because a lot of trail ones, you're up and down hills often, mm. so. Speed can make you go too fast too soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, what type of um, time are you running your marathons in? Like what, how did you go at the Canberra one? Oh, well, I was very disciplined in Canberra, very, very disciplined. <laughs> I worked out that, um, oh, and I saw one of, one of my friends who is part of the organising team for Gumby, yeah. And he reminded me that I needed to be very disciplined. Um, right. Gumby was in six days' time. Yeah. Uh, so I did it in um, 4.11 without a watch, but I just went on feel. I wanted to run just sort of under six-minute K pace on the road is what I felt. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was exactly what I needed. And, um, yeah, and it, that's what it worked out to be, which was good. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Mm, poor good brain. What was that? Sorry, it was pouring with rain. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. it was. good. Yeah, mm. the um, I ran at the Coburg Twenty Four. Oh, um, did you? Yeah, did you see how bad it rained? The there? weather. <laughs> <laughs> like we only had a marathon. You guys had oh. a whole different yeah. world of hurt down there. Oh yeah, we got. I think it was up forty millimeters in eight hours. It was just. There were puddles on the tr on the on the track that were ankle deep, and it was just even it was just impossible to stay dry. It was just impossible to stay. Yeah. 
hopeless, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's yeah. nothing. I think I think a lot of the wet weather gear these days fails. Mm. You know, you pay a lot for yeah. good quality wet weather gear, but it really doesn't. Um, if it's raining for a long period of time, it just doesn't keep you dry. Yeah. Yeah, and even changing your shoes doesn't work because they just get wet in five minutes anyway. Seconds. Yeah, yeah. seconds. Yeah. That's yeah. what I say. You don't, you know, changing your shoes is really a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. Because all it does is def deflate you when you start and you get when you step out. Yeah. It's a waste of time. Yeah. I was speaking to um, Nicole Dukes. I'm not sure if you know her, but she was on one of the podcasts I had at the end of last year and one of her predictions for this year is we'd see more uh women women winning backyard ultras oh really yeah oh so, wow go yeah. go the females yeah oh, that was good so, so you're good. yeah so you probably know you're the second female yes person. yeah yeah that's someone they told me that i was the second female yeah. to winner yeah that's, so, that's yeah nicole jukes is the first so yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's amazing isn't it because yeah. I think the Gumbies put up, said they didn't know if any women had won, and then she had replied um, that that I was a, um, the second, a team of two, yeah. <laughs> two yeah. of us. Yeah. But there will be many more to come. Like, yeah. It's well, like I think, this. Yeah, I think the form, like do you think the format um, kind of evens the playing field for older I think ultras, yeah. I think ultras e evens the playing field a lot more than shorter distance races and yeah. the format um yeah the format's really good i think the format allows people to eat and drink and manage their their nutrition mm -hmm. which i think is what lets a lot of people down in in the in the races that they they're not able to consume food what they as many calories as they need but, yeah um so i yeah i think we'll see more women definitely more women yeah. Probably. There's some so so many talented women there now that they'll definitely start to show interest and move across and start um, being competitive. Yeah. The um, because mindset plays such a big role. Mm. Ultras and but but especially backyard ultras, I think just being especially able to backyards because there's no end. That was the yeah. other. That's the other thing to get your head around. Like. Yeah. You know, family says, how long are you going to be? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my husband's going, you don't need to be the last person. Oh, they don't need to be, but, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it'd be nice to, you know, at least challenge yourself so you feel you've given it everything you had. Mm. And that concept of just one more lap is really, it, it's, a, it's a good one for your head, I think. You know, you come back in, you have something else, you go, oh, I'll just go out for one more. Oh, I'll just go. You know, I can imagine you see these these amazing runners going for crazy amount of time. Yeah, and they're so talented, and you just go, they're just going for one more, just one yeah. more, just one yeah. more. The sky's the limit, really. Do you? Um, how far do you reckon you could have gone for? I don't know. Someone asked me that um, the other day. I felt in my head. Um, when I got to sunrise, that I'd be, I felt comfortable at sort of, I had sort of 36, 38. I sort of thought, I, I can visualize that many more laps, you know, and then, then we'd then think about what 
because I think you need, I, I sort of like to have something that I was aiming for, like when you started off, you aim for the 100K and then you 100 miles and then 200Ks and then you sort of, what's next? And I think if I had have got, yeah, I, th I think just keep looking ahead to see what you, um, yeah, my friends, <laughs> my friends said to me, if you wanted to do more laps, you've got to work with your assist to keep them going. And I go, oh, is that what you're supposed to I didn't know that. That's a really clever thing to do, yeah. Because that's part of it, isn't it? You want to have, yeah. you've got to have someone to keep going with you. So working together to do one more together, one more, then, yeah. You, then you find out what you, how many you could do. Yeah. Mm. The assist, I think I'm right. The assist is the person who won it the year before, who won it last year. Yeah, it? Ben. Yeah, Ben. He's an amazing runner. Like he, he was just so consistent right up until he got some sleep demons oh. um, in the morning. Yeah. And then after that, I think because that was something different, um, yeah, I don't really, I think, um, I think his head, I don't think he had an end, an end time in it, but, yeah, I think he could do a lot more. I was hoping he'd do a lot more. <laughs> to stick. We could get to 200Ks and, right. yeah. And, but he just said he found a piece of grass in that last lap and just wanted to lay down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't remember there being any grass there, so he might have been hallucinating. <laughs> yeah. But, no, he was... He was just so consistent. I, I think he'll he'll come back and he'll get to a lot more. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, you, you'll be back next year as well. Yeah, I think so. I think definitely be doing it. I just had so much fun. I just go back just for the fun and just yeah. see how how I enjoy it. Have Have you looked at the calendar and to see if there's any others? Um, I, I have been looking a little bit yeah. <laughs> at the calendar. My son works in, um, he lives in Perth in WA and I was, yeah, I was just seeing a nice holiday and going over to WA, some, yeah. Yeah, up to Queensland. Yeah, yeah, I have been having a little look. But they fill up, so you've got to plan. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I've already bought tickets for the one in Herdies next year, which is in... Have you? Yeah, I've got my two. I've also got my tickets for birdies in uh, August this year, which is in WA, and um, I'm going to be going up to Queensland in next month in June for the Backyard Masters. So that's wow, exciting. That's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So you really got to start thinking ahead mm. at, as to which ones, which and what one do you like the best? Um, well, I've I've done three backyard ultras. The, one I've done twice is the MVP. That's the one with the hilly course. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I mean, that, it's a great, it's an awesome event. And the one I've done in Shepparton was a lot of fun as well. So I'm going to go back there this year too. That's in um, mm -hmm. September. So, yeah, I just think the whole format, it's impossible for a backyard ultra not to be fun, I think. so. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that there's definitely... Um, Def definitely impossible not to like and just the energy that the organizers must have so much energy to yeah. be so upbeat and yeah. just and and i think uh, 
I think they're all like, you know, every one of them, the organisers are just special people because they, mm. to keep everyone up beat and make it all fresh and, yeah. yeah. That's what I loved about the Gumby, though. The guys just, and people said that's, that's what the, that's the whole thing about the backyarders. That's what's, oh, definitely. Now that you got me into these, I definitely <laughs> tempted. Yeah. Because there's so many. Oh, there's so many around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's more popping up every, every year. There's one called Red's Backyard that's going to be in Kemba Grange, I think, in Sydney in a few months. Yeah, there's always new ones popping up. The um, the but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you can do um, <laughs> in a bigger field with more runners. See how far you can go. Yeah, I'm. T I, I think that's what's attract. I'm really curious. Like, it's yeah, it's always nice just to challenge yourself and just see um, how far you can go, and then and then can you. Can you overcome any of the, the difficulties that you come across? Like everyone has very few people say, I have an absolute perfect race from start to finish. You know, that's so rare. And mm. You've always got something that's going to give you a little bit of a challenge through the event, which is yeah. what you do with that challenge. Mm. So I'm just, yeah, and I'd like to know how I'd go with the sleep. Like, um how that would work yeah so I'm just yeah I'm very very curious yeah it would be kind of exciting as well because you've been running so many ultras but now you've got something new you can that's right a whole new yeah. world yeah <laughs> that's a whole new world to taste and yeah. uh, and then there's and there's a whole lot of um runners that are just specializing because it's it's like anything when you take on something new you know you've got to work out the format and Work out what works and what works on a hilly is. I think will be slightly it will be different when on, on a flat, because mm. on a hilly you, you're changing your your cadence all the time. You, you're changing your your stride. You're, all of that's changing, so you you don't tend to get as sore and achy as if you're just doing the same sort of gait and step for yeah. long periods of time. So yeah. the flatter ones in that way would be challenging and have different challenges yeah well that's definitely one of the challenging things about the 24-hour track race they're just the, yes. that i don't like i don't like track <laughs> no it's, yeah, it's just sort of i like i like the idea of the atmosphere and all of that but just that that little curve yeah i just yeah it's um, uh it's a mental yeah. challenge that's for sure yeah, I, I did track one summer and my body really didn't like track very much and I just sort of think, well, I wouldn't like to risk because I really haven't had any serious injuries mm. in my life, so I don't want yeah. to push it. Yeah. And um, what other races have you got planned for this year? Um, well, I want to do a 100K sometime soon. Um and then I've got the Canberra 100, the Three Shinmoy in September. That's I love that race. That's really nice. And then I hope to get in. I hope an application will be accepted for Costa Cozy this year in December. So that, and then there's Human Hobble in October. Um, that's sort of a broad brush. Uh, 
with a few track a few marathons in amongst that and there's so many things going you know the calendars just so so much to choose from yeah um that's sort of this this year is what i had but now that i've done a backyard sort of thing oh have to have a look and see if there's anything that can fit yeah. another one in because i you know maybe it'd be more fun to do that than do a 100k race yeah mm. um yeah like i mean you've done all these ultras you might if you do another backyard ultra you might even end up doing the longest ultra you've ever done that would be really good that's what i like to do i sort of like to see how far yeah. i can actually go well what is the furthest you've all right the furthest miles i've ever done is the is coast of yeah, so that's about 220 something, I think. No, 246, I think it is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's what it used to be. It might be a little bit shorter now because the roads improve from um, mm. the first time. Mm. So I'd be curious to see. I don't, yeah. In Costa Cozzi, I usually don't feel like that's the end when I finish that. So mm, I'd be interested. It'd be nice just to challenge to see how, yeah. how far you go. Yeah, um, yeah, very cool. I messaged one of my friends in the UK. He does incredible, incredible distances and you know, four or five hundred k sort of stuff. And I thought, oh, you need to try backyarder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is these are so good. Like, yeah. I just think, well, what could you do? You know? Yeah. Uh, so I'd be interested to see whether Rodriguez. It. I just think he would just he would just love them. I, I don't know whether. Um, yeah, probably a, a late adopter, not to have tried one before now, but, yeah. Well, they are still a, a newish kind of format. They've only been around in Australia for about three years. Yeah, yeah, it's about three, isn't it? Yeah. The, um, but I do, you do hear a lot of people, um, they're not interested in, like a lot of ultra runners, like they're starting to come around and giving them a shot, but there's still a few out there who aren't, Aren't really all that interested in doing them, but I think they've they've got to give it a shot. I think. Yeah, well, it's a it's for myself. It was that stop start, mm. and and not having a set distance, like to get your head around the fact that you can't plan for a hundred miles or two hundred. You know, just to get your head around that you you it's a sort of. It's endless, depending on who else is there and how far. That's mm. a it is a different concept to get in your head, and that every hour on the hour. Yeah, yeah. That so, I think it would take. Um, I'm sure any ultra runner that says no, that's not for me. If you gave it a shot, they'd be like me, going, "Oh my god, why didn't I do this earlier?" This yeah, this. <laughs> I didn't know this world was there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I reckon I reckon they would. It's just that they they're not. Um, it's it's just very different to anything else. Mm. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And everyone else was telling me that it's something I'd really love, and I was going, "Oh, no, I'm not a stop-start person." But they were all right, and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, congratulations again. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you heaps for coming on to the podcast as well. Oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs>
It was lovely to meet you. Yeah, yeah, pleasure to meet you too. And, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to um, seeing how you go in all your races for the rest of the year. Thank um, you. Hopefully I'll see you at a Backyard Ultra. Yes. Well, that Shepparton one's not very far away, like as far as distance. I might look at that. Yeah. Like things that are where you can hop in a car as opposed to hopping on an aeroplane. Mm. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, yeah, it'd be easier because there's a lot of stuff you need for backyarders. Yeah. I yeah. arrived with a trailer. They said to me that no one's ever come to the race with a trailer before. So. <laughs> yeah. So what did you take? Did you take a tent or marquee? Or yeah, we had we had the tent. We had our tent for sleeping in because we stayed there the night before and the crew needed a tent to sleep in. And uh, then we had a, mar you know, sort of the marquee and tables and eskies and water. I just didn't know how long. Food, choice, you know, breakfast and dinner. And, yeah. One of the organisers, he was on the Saturday morning, he was cooking eggs and he was asking his friend how he wanted his eggs. And I went up to him and said, I've got some eggs, would you like to, would you go to cook me my eggs for me? Well, please. Yeah. So he made my eggs for breakfast, which, oh, uh, yeah. which was really nice. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff. You just, you think about it, you've got the camping beds, the beds, the mattresses. The, yeah, we had the Amrock and the trailer full. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're driving to Queensland for the Backyard Masters and it's going to be a struggle fitting everything in with the marquee, the tent, all the pesky um, recliner. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff. Chairs, yep. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff, isn't it? Mm. It's a little markets that um, for people to supply the entrance, you know. Yeah. You pay this much and we'll set up all this stuff for you. Yeah. You know, little yeah. business. Yeah, it's a good idea. That's a, that someone <laughs> needs to set up. Well, yeah. good luck with yours. Right. Yeah, thanks. And um, yeah. Yeah, thanks again for coming on, Pam. I'll, well, um, thank you for having me. No worries. And we'll keep in touch and hopefully we meet soon. Yeah, well, definitely. I'm, I hope to see you at... A backyarder. Yeah. <laughs> Rightio. Yeah. Take Thanks. care. You too. Have a good night. Will do. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.